Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast, featuring Ted Ings and his distinguished guests. Each week, you'll gain valuable insights to level up your game in retail automotive's fixed operations. This episode is brought to you by BG Products, partners beyond products. And now, here's Ted Ings. Welcome back to the Fixed Ops Roundtable, and it is a great honor to welcome back to the conference David Boyle, who is the president and CEO of Traction, a great friend of the Fixed Ops community. David, welcome back to the conference. Hey, Ted. Great to see you. Dave, great to see you. And I have seen you everywhere the last couple months. So congratulations on what Traction is doing. You've made great Great strides. Uh, I've it's very noticeable, Dave. And uh, uh, again, congratulations to you and your team. Appreciate that. Yeah, we've been working hard to. Uh, you know, we went through the rebranding last year, and we just uh, as as I believe you and I discussed on the After Dark episode um, a few days ago. We just launched uh, uh, this week. Actually, we launched our brand new uh, version of Treadspec Treadspec X, which we're super excited about. So. Lots going on here, um, and uh, um, we're all exhausted. To be honest with you, it's been it's been twelve hard months around here, but we are uh, we're ready to go. And I've had three cups of coffee today, so I'm all fired up uh, to uh, to get back at the round table and uh, and uh, and get after this. Super. Well, I know you're going to address some big issues uh, that dealers are facing both now and in the future. So, uh, David, uh, the floor is all yours. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, um, and I'm going to apologize, shameless plug here on the first slide for my podcast that uh, we just relaunched. So um, getting ready and getting very excited to do that. For I'm going to give one more plug on that before I get started. Uh, relaunch my podcast and I've got a, an episode that's going to be dropping here in about two to three weeks. Uh, and my very first guest is going to be an interview format. My very first guest is going to be none other than Mr. Les Silver. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, uh, he is my mentor, has, was, is my mentor, has been my mentor for all of my career. So it's sort of like uh, Miyagi and Daniel Sun getting together and uh, chatting about uh, our, our, our feelings on the industry. So watch for that. Um, watch for that uh, dropping um, sort of mid-September. So excited about that. But I want to talk today about some of the things that I think this industry needs to be thinking about, uh, quite frankly. Um, I'm very concerned, actually, about some of the things that we're starting to see uh, in in our industry. And there's lots of challenges right now. Everyone knows what they are. Um, And every time I go to a different event and I speak, everybody's talking about EVs. We're talking about supply chain, Um, you know, with the recent posts from Ford and and, uh, um, and whatnot, people are talking about you know the OEM direct selling model, and obviously the economy is 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 getting tough right now. So there's lots of things that that are certainly challenges. But there are three specific things that I want to focus on today, uh, and I want to I want to really sort of hopefully get some people to to think about these things in a little bit different different way than we have in the past. And I think at least one or two of these things I think don't I don't think anybody's really thinking about. Uh, or not thinking about enough anyway, which is which has which has me concerned. That that first thing is RO counts. I think over the next two years, we're going to see RO counts drop in our world like we've never seen before. Uh, I was talking to the dealer the other day, large dealer. Um, in this month alone, he's predicting he's going to be off almost twenty percent, and 
Well, I, my fear is, is that's just the beginning. <laughs> We're, it's going to get a lot worse uh, and it's going to last a long time. And if you think about where this is coming from, you know, this is coming from the fact that we've had this unprecedented, really two events uh, in the last 24 months between COVID and the supply chain issues. We have lost a ton of cars out of the car park. You know, we're just not selling as many cars. And, you know, our industry has, you know, built itself on the back of selling cars and then servicing the cars that we sell. You know, we're not very good at going out and, and um you know, doing what the aftermarket does and, and going after cars that are not necessarily cars that we sold. Uh, and most of our service departments rely heavily, uh, if not exclusively, on the cars that we sell. Uh, and if we're not selling them, and, and obviously, you know, you could look at both the, um, you know, the new vehicle and, and used vehicle, um, you know, the, the, the SAR that, that, uh, that has been predicted and, and is actually in the market now. Um, this is an alarming thing that, quite frankly, I don't think we've ever seen before. And while this is challenging for, you know, many aspects of the business, the impact on service is going to be maybe something we've never seen before. You know, with that many vehicles out of the car park, there is the potential for 19 to 20 million service visits a year, poof, just being gone. Um, you know, if you average, you know, over the first five years, according to Consumer Reports, an average of two Little, little over two visits a year, uh, those cars that we haven't been selling uh, are going to come back to bite us in the service department, literally. Uh, and I think that service managers need to be prepped for this. Uh, and I'm going to talk about, at the end, I'm going to talk about some of the things that I think service managers need to be doing in order to get ready for that. But if you aren't already seeing it in your service departments, you're going to, I believe. Uh, and, uh, and this may be a very unprecedented thing because certainly we've never seen anything like COVID before in the the uh, the uh, the combination of COVID and the supply chain issues that we've been facing. I don't think we've ever seen this type of situation in our industry. And the repercussions of that in service are going to be very, very difficult to deal with, uh, given the given the model that uh, that we currently have uh, in our industry. The second thing that I'd like to draw attention to is the oil change um, and specifically the fact that it is going, going, gone. Um, it's going away and it's eventually as EVs take, you know, further hold, it's going to be gone completely. It's been going away for a decade. I mean, it's, you know, we went from 3000 miles to 5,000 miles to 10,000 miles now to whenever the light comes on. Uh, and the oil change itself has been something that's been going away. And it's not the revenue that we lose, obviously from an oil change that worries me. There's something much bigger at play in my opinion. And that is, We've used the oil change forever as the trigger for the service visit. Every maintenance package, every maintenance bundle is centered around an oil change. We, you, you, know, you open up your maintenance package, no matter what vehicle it is, and the very first item on there is, a, is an oil change. And we've used the oil change for as long as I've been in this industry. We've used that as the trigger when to come in and get the rest of the maintenance work done. Well, you know, whether it's 7,500 miles, 15,000 miles or whatever, um, you know, the trigger for that visit and the reason that we have service visits in many ways for maintenance is based around the oil change. When that goes away with EVs in particular, what's going to be the trigger? What are we going to have the customer to come back in for? It's not going to be for an oil change. Um, so we need to give some thought to how do we, how do we, get around this and how do we be successful and still have our customers coming back in on some level of frequency? If we don't do that, uh, we're going to be in big trouble. 
Um, we all know that, the, you know, the connection to sales and service and doing service and obviously selling more vehicles, you know, as a result of keeping people in service is a key part of our business model. Uh, and if we start to have less service visits um, over time, it's going to be, I think, devastating uh, for the industry. So we need to give some thought to what what is going to be the trigger? What are we going to invite people in for? The third thing and the final thing everyone's talking about right now, and I think you know, they're, they're talking about it for the wrong reasons, in my opinion, but that is the, the potential labor shortage that we've got in particular technicians. And it's not just technicians, obviously, it's service advisors and everybody that we need to keep our service operations running. But the technician shortage in particular is going to be a tough one. It is a tough one, and it's going to continue to be a tough one going forward. And we've got to have a better plan uh, than I think we have today uh, to get um, to get you know, around this and, and be successful. And, and one of the things that the thing that I want to focus on specifically is what kind of labor do you need? Because uh, I think that's where we need to be focused, uh, you know, as an industry is, you know, what kind of people do we need? What kind of technicians do we need? And is that going to change over time? And I think anecdotally, we think that it will, uh, at least I think that it will. And I think we need to talk about that more uh, in our world and figure out a way to uh, meet the challenge and meet the needs as we go forward with the right type of labor. Uh, and it's a different type of labor, in my opinion, than we've than we've traditionally had. Obviously, we still need technicians that can do diagnostic work. But if you believe any of the other things that we've talked about, and I've always talked about when I come to do the roundtable, you know, the tire work, the brake work, the the, the maintenance type work, uh, that is still going to need to be done on whether it's regardless of it's you know an ice engine or an EV. Those are the types of technicians that I think is going to be the growth area in our business. I think the diagnostic technicians and the guys that can fix problems are still going to be needed. But as things like over the air diagnostics take further hold, I think that's going to be an area that's going to grow, but not at the rate that the the technicians, the the, the skill level of the technician that you know is willing to make a living doing. Uh, tires and brakes and, and batteries and, and wiper blades and things like that, the consumables that are going to be a key piece of a dealer service department in the future, without a doubt. So there's those three things that, that I kind of want to talk about um, as I as I turn the corner here in this presentation, and that is the declining RO counts, the loss of the visit trigger, um, and, the, and the labor shortage. You know, the declining RO counts is, is going to be a challenging one, right? Because what is the solution? Well, the solution is we got to sell more, figure out a way to sell more uh, to the to the fewer people that we have, um, and that's always been a challenge in our industry. You know, we've we've attempted through multi point inspections and things like that to do a better job of that. Um, but we've we've in many cases, I mean, I think most dealers have good multi point processes, and I think we've we we've I think most dealers would say they've done a pretty good they do a pretty good job there, and we may have sort of you know, uh, reach the peak, if you will, there in some ways. Uh, if the RO decline is what I predict it's going to be, we're going to need big swings. You know, using a, I was saying this to a dealer the other day, who was a golfing buddy. I said, you know, this is not get out the putter. This is getting out the big dog. We need big swings here. We need big chunks. If we're going to make up for this massive drop in car counts, we're going to need big things, not little things. Um, to look at. And, you know, I've been preaching this since my very first roundtable. Uh, and, you know, the biggest opportunity I believe the dealers have is in tires, uh, tires and the work around tires, the around the wheel work around tires, um, because the dealers currently have an 8.2% market share just updated. Uh, 
uh, this year, uh, we have a very, very small percentage of that business. Uh, most of it goes to the aftermarket, as we know. And if we're looking for a big swing, if we're looking for a big chunk to grab, to me, this is the focus that dealers need to have. And the good news is, is that the tire industry is probably the only segment of service and repair that's predicting some pretty aggressive growth in the next three years. EVs play a role of that. We know that EVs are tough on tires. Um, they play a big role in that, obviously. Uh, but, you know, it's it's the tire industry is ripe for the picking, in my mind. The tire replacement industry is ripe for the picking uh, for dealers um, because it's going to grow and because, you know, we have, quite frankly, we do such a crappy job now at uh, at, at selling tires uh, to, uh, to, to our customers. So if you're looking for that one thing to focus on as your RO counts are declining, my recommendation would be to really dig into tires. There's an opportunity there and it's not just the revenue from the tire as we've talked about it's alignments, you know, dealers currently capture about 17% of the alignment market. So there's a massive opportunity with alignments and all the work that goes around the wheel that goes with it is a big, big part of this opportunity. So, that to me would be the first place I would look to uh, to combat these declining RO counts is to really get in the tire business, really commit to it like you probably never have before. In terms of loss of the trigger, this one also I think is a fairly easy one for me anyway, and obviously I'm biased given what I do. But if you look at an earlier, you know, I showed uh, a maintenance menu from Chevrolet. This is another one for an EV. Um, first thing you should notice is how <laughs> much smaller it is. Uh, but you can see what they're using as the trigger, and that is a tire rotation. Uh, something that is tire-related on EVs, I believe, is going to be the trigger. And in my mind, there's no reason why we shouldn't be doing that today. If the oil change ultimately is going to go away, let's rethink the way we do this. And let's look at creating tire and alignment inspections as the trigger for the visit. I, I've been saying this, you know, obviously I'm biased. It's what I do. My company supports helping dealers sell more tires and alignments. I'm waiting for a dealer. I'm looking for one. If you're the one, call me. Love to talk to you through this. I'm looking for a dealer that's going to build a brand around, you know, just like the old Texaco gas station commercials. For those of you who are old enough to remember it, you know, the guys pulls in for gas and they come out and they check the air pressure and check the check the wiper wiper fluid and whatnot uh, and all that stuff. I'm waiting for a dealer to build a brand around free tire alignment checks. No appointment needed. Bring in, help us manage what arguably could be other than gas. The largest single expenditure that people have on their cars these days is the tire replacement. Help them manage that 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 wearable, that consumable, uh, by offering you know a, an alignment check and a tire check at regular intervals. Make that part of your maintenance uh, maintenance uh, menus and offer that, and make that the trigger. Even while we have oil changes, make that the trigger. Let's get people in the habit of coming in and having their tires checked two 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 times a year, three times a year, perhaps for EVs. Uh, so that if they do start to wear, we can get ahead of it and we can maximize the life of the tire. I think this is a huge opportunity for the industry. Again, I'm biased off. I think if dealers thought about this, they would realize there's such a huge opportunity here. 
David, it's brilliant to have that new trigger be the rotation, because even as the manufacturers have gone to those longer cycles for the oil change, and like you said, even just the light, to have that rotation now back as the trigger is because the EVs are going to go through those tires a lot quicker, heavier vehicles. And they're exactly, Ted, and they're more expensive. You know, the if you look at most of the tires on EVs and even most of the new cars today, mm-hmm. I, mean, I just bought a new pickup truck and the tires on my truck are just, I mean, I looked them up and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the gone are the days of an $80 tire yeah. in today's world. We've got low profile tires and, and, you know, 18 inch wheels now on almost every car, even, even entry level vehicles. These are not inexpensive services anymore. You'd be looking at a, you know, six, $700 bill in some cases, um, and, and that also, by the way, is part of the problem and why dealers don't do very well at that. And I, and I want to talk, I'll come back to that at the end because I want to, uh, I, I want to, I got an offer for people at the end of, of this presentation that I want to tie back into, but you're absolutely right, Ted. It's a, to me, it's the, this is a massive opportunity and I'm just waiting for some dealers to get real aggressive here and say, you know what, I'm going to make this part of my brand. You come to, you know, XYZ dealership. Um, and when you sell a car, uh, we're going to talk about it. When you come in for your sur- sur- service visit, it's going to be for a tire inspection, nothing else. The, uh, the last piece that I want to talk about is the labor shortage piece. And I'm going to come at this in a little bit of a different angle because, listen, there's lots of issues right now with getting technicians. We all know that, you know, this generation doesn't necessarily, you know, it's not this generation of young people is not necessarily looking for these types of jobs. We I believe that we as parents, and I'm in that generation, I think, that has sort of created this problem. We, we sort of made it a necessary thing that all of our kids went to college, um, unlike when, 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 uh, when I was a kid. Um, and that has really created part of this problem, right? We've got now a, a, an entire, you know, uh, an entire segment of our population that really, you know, is not geared and has and got educated so that they don't necessarily want to do this type of work and has created some of the shortages that we see today. But I want to talk about those a little bit different. I want to I want to talk about what I said earlier in terms of what kind of labor do you need. I believe that the technician that is going to do the type of work that Ted and I were just talking about, the tire rotations, the 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 the, the brake work, the, the 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 sort of light maintenance type stuff, is the big growth area for dealers. And if that's the case, you need to change the way that you hire. We always are looking to hire technicians that have got as many stripes on their sleeves as possible. And obviously, we need those guys to do the to do the difficult to diagnose stuff. But I think that that segment of the hiring need is going to go away. And not go away, but it's going to diminish, I should say. And I think the big need is going to be in those other types of technicians. And we need to change how we prospect. There's a massive pool of potential prospects out there that we don't do a good job tapping into. And that's all the companies as prospects that I've got on the screen. We need to do a better job, quite frankly, of offering technicians that are working in the aftermarket a better career path, a better work environment, benefits, a nicer place to work, <laughs> you know, clean lunchroom. Um, there's so much that dealers can offer these types of technicians that it would be relatively easy, I think, to get a number of them to jump and come to work at a dealership. And that's the type of technician that we need, quite frankly. We want to get the guy that is willing to be, you know, to use the vernacular of a tire buster, a guy that wants to, you know, do that type of work for a living uh, and is willing to do that for his career. We can hire those guys because the aftermarket hires those guys all the time. 
And we should look first and foremost to hire them away from them if we can. Because as I said, we've got a much better opportunity to offer them, um, not just in work environment, but but in a career path potentially, uh, if they want to if they want to grow within uh, within the dealership world. So I would encourage every service manager out there to to figure out where these guys hang out after work and go by and drop your card business card off and and try to try to find out where you can tap into these these guys that work in these tire shops and in these aftermarket shops and, and, and attract those guys to your dealership. I think it'll be relatively easy to do because I think we have a lot more to offer them. So those three things essentially is sort of what I wanted to talk about today, Ted, and, and sort of challenge the way people think. Um, and most importantly, to rethink business as usual. Some of these things aren't right now things necessarily. I mean, I, there's lots of people that are saying, well, the oil change is not going away, Dave. But you know what, guys, if we don't start thinking about these things now, we're going to get caught with our literal with proverbial pants down here if we're not careful, because this is going to happen quicker than we think. And the RO count situation is upon us and it's not it's not going to get uh, it's not going to get any better for the foreseeable future. I think that. There's nothing to stop us, quite frankly, as, as an industry from really not only weathering this storm that we're in, in terms of EVs coming and RO counts dropping and technician shortage. We, we, not, we shouldn't be looking to weather this storm. We should be looking to accelerate through this. We should be putting our foot flat on the gas and figuring out a way to come out the other side 10 times stronger than we went in. Mm-hmm. And that requires people to really rethink this business as usual. It's not going to be the same as it always was. Never will be. It's, it, you know, these changes are, are going to change our industry forever. And I think that if we just look at things a little bit differently, um, we've got a huge opportunity to improve. The last thing I would say, Ted, before I turn the microphone back over to you is, you know, I mentioned, you know, some of the problems that we see with, with, um, with selling tires and, and why dealers have an 8.2% 8, 8. market share. Um, as members of, of our audience here, your audience here, Ted, with the, with the mm-hmm. Fix-Out Roundtable, I'm going to offer today a free white paper. I wrote a white paper um, a couple of weeks back, uh, and it was entitled 8% Market Share, Why Do Dealers Suck at Tires? <laughs> um, and I am prepared to offer that to anybody that wants it. Uh, they can reach out to the, to the roundtable. They can send me an email directly. My email's on the screen there if they'd like, and I'm happy to share this white paper uh, I think you might be shocked as to why that there are two very specific reasons why dealers don't do well with tires. And that's the step first step, quite frankly, in um, figuring out, you know, what we need to change going forward to get better at this. So if anybody's interested, let me know. I'm happy to share it. And that's my that's my conversation for today. Ted, back over to you. Dave, I think it's so important that uh, we're going to go ahead and share that right now with the audience, that white paper. If for some reason you do not receive it, uh, Dave's email is up on there. And I imagine, Dave, there will be folks watching this uh, not live, okay, uh, a little bit later on. But the notes that I took away, everybody, uh, three big things that David Boyle has shared with us. Number one, declining RO counts. Number two, loss of the oil change as the trigger. And now the tire rotation to take that spot. Brilliant. Uh, Number three, rethink that labor shortage into the type of labor that we're going to need moving forward. And um, David, uh, big thinking and this industry is going to require that big thinking. 
to move forward. And you're right. These are opportunities where we should come out a whole lot stronger, not just look to survive, but get better. I, I'm counting on this industry, Ted. You know, we, we're, we're a resilient bunch. Dealers are some of the most resilient entrepreneurs that I've ever met in my life. And I think that 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 the only reason we haven't done better here is because we haven't, if you know what I mean. This is not hard. This is, this, you know, there's, there's nothing that really needs to be figured out. It's just a time. It's a time that we need to put a line in the sand and say, we're going to do it. Uh, and that's what it's going to require. David Boyle, everybody, the best in the business at Traction, which offers solutions for your dealership. David has rethought that entire process to make it more attractive and easier for your dealerships to be able to offer those alignment services to your consumers. So, David Boyle, on behalf of the Fixed Ops community, thank you for all you do for our industry. And thanks for being here with us today. Thank you, Ted. It's a great pleasure to uh, be with you as always.